0: Listener supported. WNYC Studios.
1: So what early 90s and early aughts red carpet outfit do you remember the most?
2: Okay, I am going to say one of the most controversial Mm -hmm. and legendary red carpet moments from that era is Celine Dion where she wore the backwards suit and she got slammed for it. Mm -hmm. But like, I think this was a risk worth taking. If Katy Perry wore this to the Grammys 2017, people would be like great move.
1: Swish swish swish. Oh, mine's is going to be Bjork in the swan dress. <gasps> Bjork in this oh my fucking god. swan dress is the
2: best thing I've ever seen. Oh my god. I love me some Bjork. That's definitely, awesome. Definitely, definitely it was also awesome because she was like, "What?" Yes. Like she didn't know she was wearing a swan and it's like LOL, what? You're wearing a swan <laughs> around your neck. <laughs> she was like, this is like regular fashion. It's like, I've never seen someone at Trader Joe's with that on. What are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> You're not blending with the crowd there.
3: Like <laughs> six eggs hidden underneath so I could <laughs>
4: pop them accidentally on the red carpet.
1: Oh, also, wait, my last red carpet moment was Macy Gray wearing Buy My Album as a T-shirt.
4: I believe that
2: first.
1: At the awards,
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes. Do you You remember that? Sometimes subtlety, (laughs) fuck it. Just be like, I have to pay Con Ed. I have to pay National Grid. Buy this fucking album. Hey, this is Macy Gray. Go buy my record. Go buy my record. Hurry up now, go.
1: It's me, Ms. J. Willie, and I'm here to bring you a brand new pusscast straight from WNYC's Work It Women's Podcast Festival in
2: Los Angeles. And you know what? I was able to make it because I was abroad in Croatia, aka Crow Crow, shooting a movie. <laughs> but we had two dope queens, Favorino, Naomi Ekparigan, step in for me. And you know what? She's such a quaint. She's not me but she's a queen she she's such a queen no she
1: stepped in beautifully she no. was really fun and amazing no. plus we've got Michelle Buteau
2: Mark Marin Matt Ingebretson and Sarah Schaefer. I hope you like it babies and if not you know what we can't go back in time and do a new episode so I guess you're just
5: stuck with it you're stuck with it
2: enjoy Waikiii <laughs>
1: Naomi Eckberg Thank you so much nice.
4: This is amazing This is amazing, this is Wow, I feel lifted up Yeah. I feel lifted like... up, I feel born anew
1: <laughs> This is like, as you would say A very multi
4: audience, I feel like Well, I expect nothing less You know, I'm here for a hair story It's why I'm wearing a jumpsuit this, tell I me, t- this looks amazing tell me that's like true. this doesn't it's not normally in your wardrobe what's the story no, what's okay. your fashion story okay May I mommy. said I've got to channel the raw sexual power of Phoebe Robinson <laughs> that's what I said I did I told myself what would capture that power you know but also allow me to eat a taco later <laughs> you know <laughs> So it was a two-part process. Oh, I love it. You know? Yeah. Uh, Phoebe's outfits are really amazing.
1: She's not afraid to ever work it. Right. So I appreciate your bravery. For Thank me, you. like stepping out for me is like there's a little bit of trim here in between my shirt and my oh, skirt. Oh, I feel the energy. And now, like, I'm, I'm like this I is feel sexuality the for me. Like this is as far as I'm gonna go. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. my dad and my mom are right there. So I was like, Dad, and Mom. Yeah. Gonna play it cool, talking about sexuality in front of dad <laughs> and their ministers.
4: <laughs> Woo!
1: Well, I know. Um, I know that you are from New York, born and raised.
4: Yes, and born I am and from raised. here,
1: born and raised. And right now, I'm in New York City. I'm in right, Brooklyn. Right. And now you're living here.
4: Well, I just- see <laughs> you.
1: I see like you've changed a little bit. Like I see you have these whimsical as Zoe Chanel bangs. You know. <laughs> You look like a new girl guest star who's, like, dating the black roommate. Like, I'm
4: dating Lamorne. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you so much for giving casting some ideas, you know? I feel like I'm in L.A. I had to go for whimsy, you know, because my natural way is weary, okay? My natural vibe is, like, I just say stuff like, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I mean it. And I feel like you can't do that in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Everyone in Los Angeles is like, let's go hiking, you know what I mean?
1: Everyone in Los Angeles is like the opening scene of like a, a musical on Broadway.
4: Truly, they're all Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Totally, yeah. You know, good morning, and it's a lot. And I said, how, <laughs> how do I manufacture that? Were
1: you like nervous? Oh yes,
4: especially cause I did it myself. Okay, no fucking way, you trimmed your own bangs? What happens is, you're sitting at home, you're bored watching a program. And then you go in the bathroom and then you just pull some hair forward. <laughs> and I like boom. And then after that, it's like a three or four day process. Do you know what I mean? Of like slowly creating an even line. Yeah. Because I feel like whenever I get my hair
1: cut by somebody else, whenever I get a trim, it's like they do like a technique where they're like snipping vertically. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. When I grew up here in middle school, I went through like me, an emo me. phase. Did you guys have emo music when you were in New York City? Yeah, New York had emo music. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you guys had. But we had like a very big emo phase.
4: <laughs> like what were you listening we, to? What were your jams? We were
1: listening. There was like a lot of like fallout boy like a lot got into like kuba stank I was very like light emo wow um but it was like a lot of that It's like a lot of simple plan like so like everybody was like sorry like that was
4: sort of the cadence yeah it was very like Sorry, Dad. <laughs> and it was like, was it like a lot of, like, all the boys had, like, angled bangs? Yes,
1: everything was angled, everything was frosted. The guys had, like, yeah. these things called soap shoes or, like, grind, grindy shoes. They were these skater shoes where there was, like, a plastic sort of arch in it yeah. where guys could, like, run up on a rail and then put their feet on it and, like, slide across and then jump down.
4: And then turn their backwards hat towards you and be like, what's up? (laughs) See, like, that's what I think of when I think of California. You know what I mean? Like, that's exactly it. Like, I feel like it's like, I'm in San Diego, California. (laughs) Yeah, that that energy. That's true. That was, like, very...
1: Unfortunately, that was also, like, very early sexuality for me. Like, Uh I ended up going to, like, a very white school. Same. And so, for me in, like, elementary and middle school, I was trying to understand what was going on and what I was attracted to and right. I knew that it was like Daniel Radcliffe and then yeah,
4: I yeah. knew it was
1: like Gordo from Lizzie McGuire and then I had <laughs> then I had just all these jabrones like soaping
4: around and skating around oh and my grinding God, around. Oh that's so confusing. You know, that is like a lot. Except when you say Daniel Radcliffe, it reminds you of that time I got to see his member um, because <laughs> I hate the women. I hate the way you say it. I just feel like I feel like because it's Daniel Radcliffe, you just can't say dick. You gotta call it like a member. Do you know what I mean? That's very respectful of my Wizard Bay. I really right? love him. <laughs> I saw well because I saw him in Equus on Broadway, That's... so it was like professionally out. It wasn't just me like <laughs> peeping in a shadow or something. Yeah. <laughs> how was the play like what was your review do you remember give me the review oh i honestly truly do not remember anything besides his <laughs> member i and it was funny though because i saw it with my mom uh-huh. you know what uh-huh. i mean uh-huh. and i just remember being so nervous about we saw a, we saw a member together you know what i mean it was like very <laughs> oh, like what i was thrown goodness. by that process yeah, You know yeah that's what I mean? a
1: nightmare i still like get sweaty if i'm with my parents and i'm like Here's a sex scene. Cool. Gonna I know. die now. Like that's
4: horrible. Well, the thing is, to me, the worst part now that is like we all grown. You know what I'm saying? But the problem is like still. Like I feel like I still have to pretend I don't know what things are. Oh. You know what I mean? Like oh. I don't damn know that I am familiar with certain maneuvers. Even if you've been you've been with Bay for like so long. You I, guys know. Are, like, like, I know. Like engaged. I know. And she like is still not comfortable with us having physical affection. Oh. She's like, yeah, I think it's like, so it's like, you're my child. And so even if he has his arm around me, she's like, what are you touching up on you for? And it's like, <laughs> we are to be wed. Like, okay, this is not, I'm not, you know. That's really funny. My my
1: mom is, like, super religious, but she has, like, hashtag layers.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I every now
1: and then she'll, like, give me a look where he's like, you know he cute. Like, she'll <laughs> give me a look for my boyfriend. She's like, he cute. Like She knows. <laughs> she knows.
4: She's, she's like, very, like mmm like she's like kind of proud which is nice that's good that's good that gives you like the confidence to go forward
1: yeah it's, it's she it's funny because she has a lot of confidence my mom Yeah, and so I know. when I went through that like period where I was like 12 to 13 or whatever where I had low self esteem oh you
4: only had a year you're still lucky no I was just trying to be nice I was trying
1: to be Love nice you. I'm over it done <laughs> um you know 15 years free um <laughs> oh to be me um this is sexuality for me. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I just remember that time when I was like, I don't know what you said. For. I don't know why you got low self esteem. I know I'm fine, and your <laughs> daddy was fine, and you came for me. So I don't know what you tripping for. You know you're fine. Like it was like that.
4: Oh, uh, that is the best. Yeah, rules. It's pretty. You cool. need to get that as a ringtone. <laughs> that wow. is my night. That is my like, nightmare ringtone. No, that's like literally like. If I'm, like, having a low day, mm-hmm. just hearing, like, could you do that for me, Jess's mom? I didn't need you to record, just make it and be like, you know you're fine. I need that. I need that. And then i will be like, hello. You know what I mean? Like, whoever it is. You're, like, in
1: your audition or whatever. You're, like, at casting for New Girl. <laughs> it's like, you know you're fine. I have to take this.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> uh, if your mom, if, if I had to get a ringtone and it was from your mom, what do you
4: think it would be? Are you sure? (laughs) Just in general. Whatever it is, are you sure? Whatever it is, are you sure? Is she like, is it because she doesn't agree with
1: you or is she just trying to, you know, keep you safe? Is that what it is?
4: (sighs) Oh, God, so loaded. Is this being recorded? She'll find me. I know, it is, it is. She'll find me. I just think her, she's always said like, I'm your mother, my job is to tell you the truth. So that doesn't necessarily have to be nice. You know what I mean? And so like, she's always just like, she wants to make sure that you're making the right choice. I feel like when I was younger, it was like, don't go out there and embarrass me. And now that I'm an adult, it's more like, are you sure you want to marry him? Just, you know, why not? Why not ask? You know, why not ask? You know? I know
1: I know that like we're therapy
4: buddies yes not together but no we, like, we don't talk go together it. yeah yeah but we unpack it we unpack it
1: it's nice it's nice as I get older I find myself reaching for my therapy friends more like the ones who go to therapy
4: yeah you because got it. all
1: the other ones are like that shit crazy I
4: know uh, thank you okay first like if you have not gone to therapy you need to handle your scandal okay yeah that's like first that's first like, if you're a white male who's never gone to therapy. You are on the red list. Don't even, don't yeah. approach me. Don't Just approach destiny. me. Especially
1: after this, especially after this election. Like, how Ooh. dare you as a white man
4: not go to therapy? I swear, I swear. How dare you? Truly, truly. That's a but crime in and of itself. Truly, truly it's a hate crime.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I just went to therapy for the first time in a long time, a few days ago, and it was pretty crazy because I I ran into her in the wild. And it was very stressful. Where, where, oh my God, that's so scary. I went to a friend's like screening, and I was already like a little bit stressed because there was like a lot of people, so I was really anxious. And then I went into the bathroom, (gasps) and then she was like drying off her hands, and it was like, I turned no. and then I turned to her and I was like and then she turned to me and she was like <laughs> and I was like, hey, how are you? And she was like, I'm fine. And that's it. And that that was it. Like that's we both
4: it. Like backed away from each I like back into the stall and then like truly step away away from the light. You have to step away from the light. There is no it's like when you were a kid, if you like saw a teacher out in public, it was kind of like, oh, you do stuff when I'm not around. (laughs) And it's like so stressful. The idea is that it's about me, so I'm in your classroom, and when I leave, you dissipate. You're gone. You're gone. You crumble into a pile of dust and then you rematerialize at 8 a.m. <laughs> That's how I feel. And like a therapist, because you were also like at a screening, so it's also like, I feel like when you saw her at the session, were you like, so what'd you think of the movie? Like, you I know did, what I, mean? I did. And I did, but I only wanted it to go for like half a second.
1: We, we, we both didn't want to talk about it. yes. Yeah. So we were just like, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Okay, let's talk about like, my deep seated insecurity. Right,
4: right. <laughs> Let's unload. Honey, it's a dollar a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: Or however long, whatever you do. Yeah, you know? that's, that is a lot cheaper. It is. I, I, I was
4: like, yeah, haha. Uh-huh. Jessica, <laughs> yes, I live no. a sliding scale life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sliding scale life.
1: Hashtag sliding scale life.
4: Do you want to start this magical I do. time? I'm so, we got. Such oh, a good show for y'all tonight. My God. The best of the best. The best of the best. You guys, our first comic, oh, she's near and dear to us, you know? You've definitely heard her on the podcast. Yeah, she's a, she's
1: a two-dope queens favorite.
4: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up <laughs> for Michelle Booty!
3: look cute as fuck. Oh my God, Jessica, Naomi, they are so adorable. Naomi's wearing a cute little onesie. I love me a onesie, except for like when I have to use the bathroom and then it's like a ghetto episode of Cirque du Soleil and I'm like, what? <laughs> and here's a little fashion tip about onesies. Ladies, if you're gonna get a pap smear, don't wear a onesie, okay? <laughs> You're going to be the creepy naked girl at the office. (laughs) Don't ask me how I know. (laughs) So originally, I was going to come out here and tell you a short story about this, like, really, like, ugly guy I dated with bad teeth and bad breath that was a co-worker back in the day, early 2000s, and um, I ended up dating him a couple of times because he just paid for everything, and... (laughs) And it wasn't like I didn't have standards or have like self-worth. I was just hungry and he loved to pay. (laughs) And it just like tasted better when he paid for it. And I was like, oh my God. And then one night I got super drunk for Cinco de Mayo because it's Cinco de Mayo. And we were like hooking up in my sublet, fancy. And I felt myself getting sick and I ran to the bathroom and I like just got sick, I threw up. And um, I was like, oh my God, I hope he didn't see. And then like, when I looked out the, like, the door, there was like a trail of it. And I saw him wiping his shirt off and I was like, ah. And I go, "I'm like, I went back and I'm like, I'm so sorry. He's like, no problem. And then he went down on me. And. <laughs> Talking about kissing the boo-boo. So like. The next day, he helped me put together like my IKEA dresser. And I had to break up with him because I was like, "I have no respect for you." <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you about that story because I have a husband, and I want to respect him.
2: <laughs>
3: you know what I mean? I found somebody to die with. It's cool. I just want to witness, you know, someone to find me. Um, Oh, you guys just want to die alone? Cool. (laughs) But if you guys are, like, single and, like, looking for somebody or boot up or whatever, like, my biggest thing is just, like, don't settle. You know what I mean? Like, just, you know what the red flag is. You don't have to talk about it constantly with everybody. You know what the fuck it is. Yeah, you sound crazy when you keep bringing up the same shit over and over. You know, one time I settled for this dude, he was like so cute, so short, sort of like Peter Dinklage, a little bit taller. Just a little chicken nugget with dipping sauces and treated me like a queen, but his dick was so small, I was like, I can't get with this. Like even when it was hard in my mouth, I was like, I've had pieces of chicken bigger in my mouth than his dick right now. But you know what, I'm not gonna go there, I'm married, happily married. Gonna respect my man. Cause it's love. I'm just like, you know, and I met my man through a one-night stand, so I feel like it's a lottery. You gotta fuck your way to the right one. Yes, yes. Don't let someone shame you about your sexuality, sit and spin and get have somebody fuck happiness into you. You know what I mean? Life is short. You gotta take chances. You haven't lived unless you sucked a Dominican's guy, a guy's dick in the back of a taxi and got gum stuck on it. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm not gonna tell you that story because I respect my man. <laughs> Despacito is a real word. <laughs> How do you know if your kid, if your daughter loves gymnastics or just, like, really wants to be a hoe? Because, like, aren't splits a gateway to the pole? (laughs) I was hanging out with my, um, my squirrel friends in a hot tub in like a plus size bathing suit like I do. Drinking rosé. We're talking about sex. This is a very sex heavy set, y'all. Get into it. Okay, ladies. We working it. Let's get our periods together. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. Fuck men right now. I want to talk about my pussy. So my friend's like, I hate it when a guy comes quick. I was like, bitch, I love it. That means my pussy works. And she's like, what? And she goes, put that on a magnet. I was like, what? <laughs> That's my time, everybody. You've been amazing. <laughs> so amazing.
4: Give it up for Michelle Boudin! Yay! Hey, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle!
1: Come back. Wait a minute. Come back. Okay, I'll come back. Uh, you are amazing, obviously. We love you on this podcast.
3: I'm curious, what do you have going on right now? This is like a ghetto like Hoda and Kathy Lee right now. I love it. Um, <laughs> I am very happy to announce that next year I will be working with WNYC. can feel like a full-time job keeping up with the news right now. So WNYC is teaming up with NPR to bring you a new 20-minute daily podcast called Consider This. We're bringing you the day's big headlines and we include the most important stories from the New York area alongside the national news to help you make sense of the day. Listen to Consider This from NPR and WNYC weekdays wherever you get your podcasts.
1: co-hosting this podcast so far.
4: Honestly, it feels like home. Oh, you know? That's so it nice. It feels so right. That's good. I love it. Highlight of this move to Los Angeles. I'll okay. tell you. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Okay. Uh,
1: well, we are very excited about this show
4: tonight. Oh, we got a great guest.
1: Because we have a very, very special guest. Yeah,
4: yeah, it's happening. You know, this guy... Wow, I mean don't you think didn't we feel some we felt intensity, we felt energy. I I was very surprised, I was a little intimidated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you
1: know, he's like a white guy, so I was like, I don't, I don't feel this way about white men.
4: Right, but you know what though? He is Jewish, which is an ally, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah and so yeah. it's like I felt that. I was uh-huh. like, I was like, wow, but then I was also like Who? A push and pull. A push and pull pull. You know? He he's done so much. You know, I think we could call him probably what, the king of podcasts? King of podcasts You know, Uh, I'm gonna say it. I don't know why not. An amazing actor. Actor, writer, comedian. Comedian, he's doing it all. You know, he's on an emotional journey. He's taken us all with him. I'm invested in his success. You know. (laughs) All, uh, behind guys, those, all behind those
1: iconic spectacles that he was.
4: Iconic, iconic, you guys. Uh give it up for the man! Mark, Mark Man, yeah! Yeah, 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 yes, yes, that is accurate, that is accurate dancing. Thank Hi Mark, you. How now Have a Where seat. You, sit
1: in the do get in the middle. I'll sit in get
6: the in the middle. hot seat. Get in the hot seat. Oh,
1: in there's the a middle. clock
6: right here, timing us uh-huh. down. Uh-huh. Let's Classic. get on with it.
1: Okay, so um, <laughs> questions. How yeah. are you? Thank you for doing this podcast. Nice we appreciate to see it. you.
6: I'm fine, thank you. Nice to see and you.
4: And you I'm well. Good.
6: <laughs> yes. That
4: was really Back to intense. You. Okay, uh, I am doing great <laughs> nice.
6: as well. All set. Everybody's good.
1: <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for doing this, as I said I'm earlier. i happy to be here. Um, to, I, how does it feel? This is for work at Fest. This is like a majority. Uh, this group is majority women. I feel. This is a women's festival. How does it feel to be surrounded by a
6: bunch of women? It feels good. It's, uh, it's intimidating. I'm okay. Yeah. You're holding it together? Yeah, I'm, I'm holding it together. I'm trying yeah. to keep it together. Yeah, I, well, I work with, uh, I, I do GLOW, I'm, t- I'm in the show. Yes, glow. to GLOW,
4: yes to GLOW. I'm, and I'm
6: about to start work in a couple weeks, right? So it's pretty much me and 13 or 14 women every day. And um, <laughs> Are you
4: synced up with them?
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so weird when it first happened because I've never had a period. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. But they say it happens. I just didn't think it would happen to me. It's crazy. <laughs> right, right. So, I'm I'm not now. I'm in the middle of my cycle. Oh. Um,
1: <laughs> how is it working on the set of Glow? Like, what's that like?
6: What's good? Be, but like, you know, I have to. Uh, people have. I've talked about it before. I, I think I'm misunderstood. I can't socialize with them. <clears throat> Why? Why what's not? What's going on? Well, I gotta, like, I, okay, here's what happens. I gotta play an asshole, mildly sexist asshole, mm-hmm. who's damaged, and that makes him endearing. So, yeah. I, I'm the damaged sexist that women tolerate. Uh-huh. So, in order for me to stay in that space, which, you know, which is a stretch, I mean, I think I have it in me. <laughs> Why is that gonna laugh? Um... <laughs> I I've worked hard to manage, you know, to be a decent man. So I know therapy. I'm, it's happening right now. Don't you feel it? Everybody I can, feel it. I can feel the work. Here's the here's the deal. So they all sit together. So that's 13 women in a little circle. Mm-hmm. I can't go in there. You can go in there. No, oh it, my my confidence. Are you no, kidding? It's not a matter of confidence. I'm not intimidated. Okay. It's just that, all the intensity, the energy, the talking, the the just the, the, the women-ness of it will just shred my concentration and just level me into a, a sobbing mess of man. Okay.
1: <laughs> and I have to
6: keep my sexist assholeness up. Right. Do you find, I can't get broke down.
1: Do you find, I know like when I read like Entertainment Weekly or whatever, some actors who play the villain on set, they're like, I had to keep my distance because I didn't want to, you know, get close to any
6: of the other actors. Do you find that you're like keeping your distance so you can uh, stay in character? Well, I I think that's sort of what I'm saying, but I'm very needy. And um, (laughs) and I get, you know, like I work, do a lot of scenes with Allison Brie and we have a very intense dynamic, you know, we get along. I'm not really keeping... It's not so much for character. It's just that, like, a lot of times when you're on set, there's a lot of time. So, like, I want to, you know, maybe watch The Sopranos the entire season. Um, (laughs) I want to get some, you know, emails done. You know, I want to You spend too much time on Twitter getting mad about shit. So,
1: (laughs) There's, like, so, so much negative space in acting. Like, there's so much room to do other things. I find that my least favorite part of acting is like when they're like cut and you're just staring at the other actor and you have to try and get small talk or something. Oh yeah,
6: you just look down. Yeah, it's like... Right? It's, you're like and you want to do it right. You can't get too far out of the moment. Yeah. There's no time to go to the food. You know. That's like, the other like, thing Can about acting. you I just acting. walk
1: to Crafty and they're like, sorry, you don't have any time to do that. We're just going to turn around. And then, the then you say
6: like, fuck you. It's my scene. You'll wait.
1: Oh, never. Wow. I'm like too much of a black female to be able to do that. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I
1: that's would
6: weird. get, like,
4: canceled. Yeah. Everything I did would we'll ca- get of canceled. It. All of it yeah. would be canceled. would be canceled. Before you even left I, the I, set. I, I
6: know exactly.
4: <laughs> someone <laughs> would radio someone else. You I know, know exactly
6: what you're talking about. <laughs> and I'd be like, um, she
4: carried herself with too much sass, <laughs> yeah. and it would be shut
6: down. <laughs> no, that's, no.
4: Oh, hush your mouth, Mark Beer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
6: I wouldn't do it either, but I, I do eat a lot on set. Yeah. But For some reason, the glow set's like a fucking cruise ship. You know, like every two hours, it's like a bell rings and you're like, really? Indian food? Great. <laughs> and, then you're like, and then two hours more, you're like, it's Chinese time? Awesome. And by, you know, week two, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm fucked. How am I going to fit into these pants that they bought for me?
1: Well, that's uh, exciting. It's I mean,
6: exciting. I'm excited to go back. Yeah, and I read the first script and I'm still an asshole. And <laughs> like, they cut my hair like this. This wasn't a choice. This sort of 80s feather business. It's working
1: um, for you though. Yeah, it looks good. It's I feel working, like real. this is how it looks.
6: I feel like for when if you time. get old and you still have hair, you're doing all right. You know, you're yeah. gonna you're yeah. gonna look pretty good no matter yeah. what you do with it. As long as it was getting really long and it's really gray, and then you, I was starting to look a little like, you know, that guy's like a sort of sad hippie guy. And uh, <laughs> but then I cut it and I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just an average Joe.
1: No, that's a nice
4: look. Can we talk about maybe your book? I don't know. I'm curious. Tell me more. Come on.
6: Oh, the book, uh, the book came out really well.
4: Good. Congratulations, yeah. man. Oh. Yeah. What's the yeah. book
6: called? The book is called Waiting for the Punch, Words to Live By from the WTF Podcast. And what we did was, my genius partner and producer, business partner, um, we're not fucking. Um,
4: <laughs> it's important you clarify. Yeah.
6: <laughs> well, I know it's weird, isn't it? I you better, think it is important. Yeah, yeah, you No, know,
1: now, right, you don't I don't want know, to make assumptions. I don't know what
6: to word use, to use for my girlfriend. I don't say partner, but a lot of people say partner for the, for, you know, the one that they're with. Yeah. And, but he's my business partner. It doesn't matter. Brendan has a family. I'm not throwing him under the bus. I don't know. All right.
1: <laughs> Sounds so like you guys what, are so, fucking <laughs> that's,
6: that's funny. That's funny. That's funny. We're not. I had to. No, it's good. It's good. good. It was was, uh, a 3-1, you hit it. It was good. Thank you so much.
1: You're like, here, and there you go.
6: (laughs) Sounds like you're fucking, you can't even use this. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, he's a genius. Brendan is a genius. Uh, My business partner, Brendan, uh who produces the show. Yes, yes. Um, So he remembers almost every conversation I've had. I don't. And we had this opportunity to put this book together. And what it is, is we kind of, the themes that sort of recur on the show, like addiction, spirituality, relationships, failure, success, uh, spiritual, did I say spirituality, Uh, uh, growing up, Things like that. They're the chapters. And what Brendan did is he found about 160 different people that I interviewed and was able to isolate segments of conversations that relate to those themes. And it's, it's sort of powerful. Because I read it and I'm like, I don't remember having this conversation with this person. <laughs> I don't remember hardly any of it. And I had that moment reading it, I'm like, this is a pretty good talk I had. <laughs> Is
4: there like doing that, you know, you've done it obviously
6: for so long and you interview so many people. You're, like, you're the old man of podcasting. <laughs> we were I... children when we first heard you.
4: <laughs> but I, what I wonder though is obviously what it means to get there and be present with a person, maybe like a stranger, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Is there anything you do to get yourself kind of ready, either yeah. energized or open to yeah. have the convo? Uh,
6: panic. I panic a lot. Whoa. Like, here, here's a lot of, I'll show you what I do. This is not good for people listening. So I have someone coming over. I don't prepare a lot, but I do a little research, I get a little background. I like to know, you know where they're from, maybe what they've done, why they're coming to my house. Um, <laughs> but I don't usually, I'm always nervous. Because when you're talking to famous people or people you know their work, you have an idea of who they are, but that's not right. They're yeah. gonna be more than that, and you might be wrong. So a lot of times I'm just sort of like, come on, fight the idea I have of you. That's the journey. <laughs> But here's what I do before they come. Uh, A lot of this, if there's someone in the room, I'll be like, fuck, what am I gonna talk to that guy about? (laughs) I mean, what am I even gonna talk about? Then then I'll call Brendan up, I'm like, do we know whether or not he talks? (laughs) Okay, so you may not know that until minutes before. How do you know? Because I'm gonna be sitting for an hour. And sometimes, you know, it's a long time, an hour. So, yeah. So he'll contribute, like, he'll tell, like, who did I talk to where he was sort of like, you know, really, uh, you know, into it and wanted me to get it right. Oh, my God. Now, now I can't The president
1: of the United States? Barack Obama?
6: (laughs) That was it. Um, (laughs) No, No, we, that was a, we had to really prep that one because I had an hour and uh, that was a different type of preparation. Did they come
1: like sweep your garage and stuff and all that?
6: Oh, yeah. What are you kidding me? Like, two weeks before... Like, I was in Hawaii, I wasn't gonna let it screw up my vacation, so... (laughs) Brendan came, flew in from Brooklyn Uh to be at the house when the Secret Service did their initial sweep to figure out, you know, where they could put snipers, and apparently, (laughs) Brendan was in the garage and there was a guy on on the roof, like, uh, uh, who was going like, yeah, I think this is good, and Brendan (laughs) said, the roof was buckling, and he's like, no, it's not, it's not good." Ultimately, the snipers, we had to ask my neighbor, Dennis, if we could put him on his roof. He's retired. He was like, great. So,
4: <laughs> Fun activity I'm for Dennis. I'm excited for the action. Yeah. Right. It's fun for Dennis.
6: But exactly. It was fun. And they <laughs> yeah. gave him a, a little thing, a patch. That's sweet. That's a, like that's a, when a
4: kid really takes sweet. a plane by themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's
6: right. <laughs> <laughs> Comes full circle. Yep. Yeah.
4: Yep. He's yep. got a little, <laughs> little
6: uh, special ops patch. <laughs> But uh, yeah, there's like a 15, so like 15 Secret Service, a dozen LAPD, and they tented the driveway. They they made a carport. You know, they emptied the neighborhood. He flew from uh, the West Side to the Rose Bowl, which is five minutes from my house, in the in the helicopter. It's funny because I'm out back, and the Secret Service guy's like, "We'll let you know when he's 20 minutes out." And we saw like Air Force <laughs> Two, the chopper, and, and the Ospreys. I'm like, "He's he's about 20 minutes out," <laughs> don't you think? And then like he comes up, but like I didn't like that was one of those things where I had an hour. I wanted I, I had an, I, I didn't want him to get I, I didn't want him to get in the weeds with politics. I wanted it to be I wanted to do what I do right. with him. Yeah. Uh. So like there was some preparation involved. It wasn't me walking around going like, oh fuck, what am I, <laughs> I going to talk to that guy about? What am I going to talk to the president? <laughs> you know? Why is he coming over? Um, <laughs> But I was sort of concerned there. I did have a moment where I'm like, what should I wear? <laughs> the president's coming to my house. Right. Did you iron the shirt? But no, that was my choice. Oh I'm like, my gosh. I'm wearing, that's so disrespectful. No, it's not.
4: I wore a black shirt.
6: My house. My house. It's like in oh your My house. <laughs>
4: Girl, that's that is like not your so house anymore. Okay? The moment. The president, the moment they put up a carport, yeah. it ain't your house anymore, girl. But he was
6: he was casual, no jacket, loose, open tie. That's hot. Loose.
4: Did you see some chest? That sounds amazing. No, but he's, uh, he
6: smelled good.
4: Yeah. 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 yeah
6: what, do you, what Yeah. You what? You what? Like? Yeah, yeah, it, like, I can't define spicy? it. Was it
1: spicy? Was it woodsy? Yeah.
6: Some I wore well, patchouli, and it wasn't that.
1: Oh, yeah. of course. You got but, like the turquoise and the patchouli. Oh, really? my God. I, yeah, yeah. Like truly, yeah. it's yeah. all happening. I love that. It's all
4: happening. <laughs> Truly <laughs> turquoise. What, what
1: interview right. would you say you were most you were most nervous
6: for? Uh, it's every time. Every I wasn't that nervous for the president cuz he came over. He's very like it was weird because I'm waiting next to the garage door and there you know it's, there's a ways to the gate and he comes to up the tunnel through the gate and they, I saw the carp, the car the what do you call it? The the motorcade come, like cops, blah, 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 and then something stops. And then like all these people start coming up and I can't see the president. They come through the gate. I'm like, what's happening? And then just out of the middle of the group, I see a hand go up, Mark. And it's...
1: <laughs> oh, that's and I'm so like, God, like
6: Mr. President. <laughs> he walks up, <clears throat> he's like, is this going to be fun? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. Did you
4: give him you your surliest?
6: No, no, but like, honestly... There was stuff we had to cover. It was two days after that horrible uh, shooting in, in with Charleston yeah. with Dylan Roof, right? Mm-hmm. So we didn't even know if it was going to happen. So, you know, he, you know, was angry and, and he came in. He was, he was you know, he, when he walked up, I think he was going to put on his best face to do what, what I do in there. But we got into it, and he got into it, and it got very serious for the first five minutes. And we had to talk a little bit about a Supreme Court ruling coming down the following week. But then, you know, he started taking shots at me. Like he kind of took shots at me right away. Like yeah. he he was like dragging yeah, yeah. you a
1: little bit. Yeah. Oh, dude,
6: he walked into my garage. He's like, "A lot of pictures of you in here. Isn't that kind of narcissistic?" That
1: <laughs> is, so, dope. That yes, is yes, so. Yes, 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 yes. Yo, I'm yes. kind of glad he dragged
6: you a little bit. Did he That's call like- you out for the wrinkled shirt? No, he was okay with the shirt. Uh, I think we got along pretty well. Like I, I did, I was, fi- you know what was weird is that like I must've been comfortable because I was finishing his sentences for him. Like I don't have, like I knew I had an hour, you know? And there, you know, and he's like, he's very thoughtful and, and not, I'm not going to say long winded, but it could go on a minute, you know, so.
4: <laughs> this one got somewhere to be, this one over here. Okay, can you hurry? Yeah. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I just wanted to get it all in. <laughs> And uh, but we, you know, I was calling him man. It was loose. He was cool. He went to school down the street at Occidental, so he brought that up. Mm -hmm. uh, That's amazing. But you know, he's a very grounded guy. You know, and a very smart guy. They didn't vet the questions. We had final edit. They, you know, that's that is an administration. They're like he can take care of himself. Exactly.
4: Um, (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for doing our show. Thank you for
6: having me.
4: here in L.A., okay? She's funny. She's fresh. She's funky. She dresses really cute. I'm into the vibe. She was just at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, okay, where she sold it out, okay? That's what she did, okay? So why don't you guys start clapping, get hands from Miss Sarah Schaefer!
5: Hello! all okay Who it's been a year uh 2017 good god who here's just ready for it to be over i'm not i'm not talking about the year i'm talking about all of it who here's just ready for it to be over i'm done bring the end of the world okay i don't want to fight take me in the first wave mama's tired I don't want to survive. I don't want to forage. I don't want to go on a supply run. I don't have the core strength to rebuild society, okay? I've thought this through. I don't want to even have to repopulate the earth because I'm the only woman left in my group of very attractive younger men and I have to have sex with all of them and it's not slutty, it's noble. Like, I don't even want that anymore. It doesn't even do it for me like it used to. I'm done. I'm done. I miss truth. Um, I miss truth, Uh, uh, meaning. Uh, Oh, you know what else I miss? I miss um, how good it felt to point out hypocrisy and it meant something. Now it's just like pushing water uphill with a rake. Uh That's over. There are a lot of reasons. It's complicated, obviously. Um, but one of the reasons, I th- uh, one of the causes, I think, of the, the sort of decay of truth and meaning is, um, is this trend in home decor. Um, <laughs> some of you probably already guessed what I'm gonna say. <laughs> and what it is, is it's this uh, thing that love, people love putting up in their house, which is inspirational quotes on rustic pieces of driftwood (laughs) in multiple fonts. Okay, now some of you, I'm gonna guess you're at a a women's podcasting festival. Some of you probably have that shit up in your house right now. (laughs) And usually the quote will feature a word from a list of keywords like journey, faith, hope, live, laugh. Thank you. Oftentimes those are featured as a triptych. Um, Sister, dance. It'll be a quote like, why walk when you can dance? And it'll be in like Times New Roman and Lucida handwriting and Garamond. Because I'm not going to be limited to one font, you asshole. I'm whimsical as fuck. Now look, whenever I see somebody up with a, uh, a sign up in their house that r- reminds them to laugh. I'm like, I'm, are you okay? It's like they see it and they're like, oh, I almost forgot. I'm <laughs> like, talk to someone. It's not, you're not okay. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh, my God, she left out one of the words. No, I didn't. There's a whole section on it. Calm down. And that word is believe. It's so powerful and so potent. Believe is, is the king emperor of all the words that go on rustic pieces of driftwood in multiple fonts because that word can live by itself on a piece of driftwood. Some people don't even put it on wood. They just paint it on the wall directly above their bed. Some people tattoo it on their ankle and that's a choice. But whenever I see somebody with the word believe up in their house, and maybe this is just me, I'm always like, could you be more specific? (laughs) Because the act of believing is not a personality trait. You actually have to choose the thing that you believe in. And I need to know, you know, I need to know what it is. What is it that you believe? And what are we talking here? Because it could be a whole range of things. Are you saying you believe in yourself or you believe in the supremacy of the white race? Because I really need that information (laughs) before we can move forward, all right? And while we're at it, can we just keep calm and stop making those fucking posters? (laughs) If you don't know, it's keep calm and carry on. It was a British thing, but like everything else, Americans ruined it. We went ape shit with it. I saw one the other day that was like, keep calm and pizza, like that's not a fucking burp. <laughs> now, these platitudes, these cliches, you know, I get it. I mean, I'm making fun, but I understand why we need them. Cause sometimes, especially in person, in person to person interactions, we need to fall back on that stuff because sometimes the truth is way too fucked up to actually say, right? Like, for instance, I um, experienced this really, a lot of it firsthand at my mom's funeral. And yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up to lighten the mood a little. (laughs) Just to end the show on a high note. My mom's dead. Um, (laughs) uh, But in order for you to understand what happened at her funeral, you have to know a couple things about her. First, her name was Billy Schaefer. And second, (laughs) any Billy heads in the audience? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, we need to have a conversation afterwards. <laughs> uh, her name was Billy Schaefer, and, uh, and she was an incredible woman. And I know that everybody's mom is an incredible woman, but my mom was better than your mom. <laughs> she really was. She spent her whole life dedicating herself to helping those in need. She went to Rwanda during the genocide. She let a homeless man live with us one time, which might have been questionable because we were teens and like, he was a fugitive. <laughs> Just, She did her best. But she also had this uncanny ability to make every single person feel like they were the most important person in the world, which is a really special gift. But what that meant at her funeral was that I had dozens of women that I'd never heard of before, never seen once, didn't know who they were, coming up to me saying shit like this. I saw a yellow butterfly on my minivan this morning. It was your mom. Thank you. Um, if you see her again, could you trap her in a jar and maybe bring her to me? Cause I would like to speak to her. Anyway. I was washing my dishes this morning, and just then a red robin perched upon the windowsill. Thank you. Um, what time? Because <laughs> uh, she was on a minivan around that same time. You know what? Like, don't worry about it. And all these are real, but I need you to understand this, this last one is something someone literally said to me after my mom's funeral. The dead speak to me and last night I heard a voice now please tell me this rings a bell Sarah it said something about there not being any more pain she literally made that gesture I was like mom that's so specific it checks out she's dead Look, if you're going to be a shitty medium, a small, if you will, (laughs) at least pay attention during the two-hour funeral service you just sat through and pick up on one detail about the woman's life. Don't come at me with literally the most generic thing about being dead. There not being any more pain is the dead person message equivalent of, I like the Beatles. Like, yeah, we know. Get in fucking line. (laughs) I'm almost done here, but... uh, Look... If my mom really wanted to communicate to me through Mary Jo, (laughs) don't you think my mom would have picked something really specific that only she and I would know so that I would know it was real? Like if Mary Jo had come to me with like, "Uh, last night I heard uh, this one word over and over again, Sarah, please tell me it rings a bell because I don't know what it means. It, It just kept saying... Nutrageous? I would have been like, ah! okay, so to explain, there was a candy bar, y'all remember it was called Nutrageous, right? It was a play on the word outrageous. You get it. My mom didn't get it. You know, she thought it was pronounced Nutrageous. And we thought that was the most adorable, outrageous thing we'd ever heard in our lives. Um, I literally am on the zero, it says zero seconds left, and um, I think WNYC wants me to leave. Um, But look, I'd love to talk, no, no, I'm a good girl, I'm a good girl. No, 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 no. No. Oh, they said I could keep going. (laughs) I was born in 19... (laughs) No, I, just real quick, real quick, real quick. I just want to tell you this one part, this one last part. Um, I, basically, at this point, at the funeral, I'd had it. I was like, why? Why would my mom visit all of you basic bitches in the suburbs of Virginia before visiting her own children? That is fucking insane. Get away from me with that shit, Bethany Sue. I don't want to hear it. So at this point, I back off. I'm like, you know what? I need a break. I'm going to go sit in the corner, get away from the fray. I'm going to sit down next to my Aunt Anne. Now, in order to understand this last part, you need to know that my Aunt Anne is mentally disabled, and she has this beautiful spirit, and I knew she'd bring me some peace. So I sit down next to her, and we're quiet for a minute, and then out of nowhere, Aunt Anne says, Billy's gone to heaven, and she's never coming back. (laughs) Ugh. Billy's gone to heaven and she's never coming back. Billy's gone to heaven and she's never coming back. Billy's gone to heaven and she's never coming back. And I'm like, this kind of has a rhythm to it. Should I get a banjo out? It's like, Billy's gone to heaven and she's never coming back. (laughs) Sounds good. So I'm like, could this day get any more fucked up? That is not what I expected. But then, I'm serious, a wave of relief washed over me right then. And I I looked it on in and I was like, thank you. That's the most honest anybody has been able to be with me today. That's real. That's true. Put that shit on a piece of driftwood. <laughs> now, I, I was like, oh, I don't have to worry about it anymore. I could just let go and accept it and not think about my mom visiting me as a damn forest creature, you know? But of course, the, obviously, the, the relief was momentary. And many, many times, I mean, countless times over the years, I have just yearned, feel her presence, you know, any, anything, I'll just be like, mom, please make your presence known, please. And then I'll think about what that would really be like, and I'm like, wait, (laughs) mom, if you're going to visit, let's just lay down some ground rules first. Um, First off, no footsteps. Don't open any cupboards. Don't be all invisible in a rocking chair. If you're going to be invisible, sit in a regular chair. If I'm washing my face in the sink and I come up, like, don't be in the mirror behind me. It's like, ah! And mom, whatever you do, do not get inside one of my old dolls and turn its head when I come in the room, just like... Guys, thank you so much. Thank you.
4: Give it up for Sarah Shaffer. That's good. That was good.
1: Yeah, it was funny.
4: Have you done shrimps? Oh no,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm really scared of them. No, that's a chill one. Like I, I'm somebody who can't smoke weed because I hear like dogs that don't exist, and <laughs> I know I'm going to die, but shrooms, I was like, oh, this is very steady. Like, this is very mm-hmm. mellow. I felt in control. Huh. And you know I loves my control. I
4: like, am, I feel like I'm My pessimism makes me feel like whenever I... If I were to do a drug, I would, like, be the person to OD immediately. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I'll be able to do it. Like, I'm just very scared of them. I always assume whatever the worst thing that can happen is what's going to happen immediately. So I just don't do it.
1: I will say certain drugs are so bananas that the worst possible thing that could happen is, like, so off the charts that it's, like, don't dabble. Like, the the idea that there's a possibility that you can bite somebody's face off if you do bath salts is...
4: Be be don't on even do its it. It's bananas that like a drug dealer is still like I got bath salts. He won't bat. Like that's insane. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Like do you, rem- you remember Angel Dust, right? No. You're younger than me, but I remember hearing about Angel Dust. Uh huh. And being so scared, I said never again. I said never. <laughs> never again. Do you want to hear about it? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> correct. 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 Um, you want to bring out a final comment? Ooh, oh my God! Have you guys been having fun? Yes. This next guy is hilarious. He's got a new show coming out on Comedy Central in January called Corporate, okay? So mark that down. Just all of January, hold it down, okay? <laughs> you wanna be at home watching Comedy Central. You guys, give it up for the hilarious Matt your <laughs>
0: Round of applause if you have anxiety. Oh. Round of applause if you smoke weed to deal with anxiety. Round of applause if smoking weed causes you way more anxiety. What is going on with weed? I've had to change my relationship to weed over the years. I've learned some things. I can smoke weed, but I cannot eat weed. (laughs) I learned that. My friend gave me a ride to the airport once, and he had a weed brownie in his car, and he was like, you want to eat this weed brownie? And then I ate the whole weed brownie. And then I got, it was like in the terminal starting to kick in and I was feeling good. And then as I was boarding the plane, I started to like overtake me. And I was like trying to hold it together. And then I sat down and the woman next to me was reading a book called Catholics Mean Business. And I freaked out. Full on panic attack. I had a a nice day today, had a really nice day. I cried today, thank you. Felt really good, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm emotionally open enough to cry now and it feels really good. Uh, My dad never told me not to cry, but he did tell me that pain was a construct that I created in my brain that I could (laughs) choose to ignore, so that's what I got. I typically don't cry at stuff in my real life, though. It's usually inspirational YouTube videos that (laughs) get me going i was watching videos the other day of people getting cochlear implants put in and just weeping watch i like watching videos of soldiers coming home and seeing their dogs for the first time in years the other day i was watching larry bird highlights and that really i don't know what that was the thing that makes me cry harder than anything else though is seeing another man cry because that's the only way men have ever really been like held down is like emotional repression at a young age, so like crying with another man is a really intense experience for me. Like when LeBron James won the championship a couple years ago and cried in the interview afterward, I was right there fucking with him. I would rather cry with another man than have sex with a woman any day of the week. If, if there was an app that could geo-navigate me to other men in the area that I could watch the first 10 minutes of Up With and just let it all out, I would sign up in a heartbeat. It'd be called Krinder, and... (laughs) This is a uh, very nice theater. I don't always get to perform in gothic castles. (laughs) I was, uh, I'm 6'4", so this theater is about the right height for me, I think. (laughs) I was performing recently in a venue with very low ceilings, and uh, the ceilings were, like, here, and there was a spotlight on the way to the stage hanging about there, and on my way to stage, I just walked right into the spotlight, and it cut my forehead open, I bled all over myself, and I happened to be recording audio at the time. Do you guys want to hear the audio of that happening? Okay. This is me walking into a spotlight. That's it. Really traumatizing experience for me. It was hard to relive it just then. You want one more time? All right, be be be. All right, got to be quiet, quiet for a little longer this time. This is me walking into a spotlight. That's it. Um. Oh, I, uh, I was recently in a Whole Foods, not to brag. <laughs> I was in a Whole Foods, and I was in the uh, yogurt aisle, and uh, not to brag, <laughs> and uh, I, uh, when I was in the yogurt aisle, I overheard a couple arguing over how fast they go through yogurt. And for just a brief moment, if I closed my eyes, it felt like Obama was president again. You guys know, that makes sense to you? When you could talk about things like that. Who's single here tonight, huh? Round of applause if you're single here tonight. Losers, bunch of undateable losers. A round of applause if you're in a relationship. A round of applause. In a committed relationship, I give it three months before those crumble to the ground. <laughs> I uh, I'm in a relationship and uh, we met on Tinder, which is not a very fun meeting story. Um, my parents have a way better meeting story. My parents grew up in a town of 500 people in Iowa and they have a really cute story of how they met, which is that they looked around and there was no one else. Um, And they got married for 35 years. Uh, I I lost my virginity in college. Thank you, not to brag. (laughs) Lost my virginity in college on a Halloween night while watching a movie. And I've learned since then that there is no good movie to have on in the background of sex. There's always gonna be some weird, stray dialogue that comes in at bad moments. I lost my virginity on Halloween night while watching the movie Hocus Pocus. Um, (laughs) Hocus Pocus, if you're unfamiliar, which it doesn't seem like, it seems like all of you live and die by that movie. Uh, Seems like that's your religion is Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus is a movie about three witches starring Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy in the role of a lifetime. And um, a lot of guys come too quickly the first time they have sex. I lasted 45 minutes out of pure stress and anxiety. I ended up coming when Bette Midler was singing a Broadway version of I Put a Spell on You. It was a really weird night for me. My girlfriend and I are coming up on three years. Thank you. We uh, celebrated our two-year anniversary by going to Joshua Tree and doing mushrooms, which was fun. It was tough to top our one-year anniversary where we went to Big Bear and did mushrooms. (laughs) We have a fun little tradition going. First year, we did mushrooms. Uh, We did something that neither of us had ever done before. We had sex while we were on mushrooms. We had sex for an hour and a half on psychedelic mushrooms. And I lost my erection ten minutes into that. And... (laughs) Neither of us had an orgasm. Uh, But it was the most fulfilling sexual experience I've ever had in my entire life. I highly recommend it. And if you have erectile dysfunction, by the way, don't take Viagra, just eat mushrooms. You will not get an erection, but you will learn to see the inner beauty in your flaccid penis, which I think (laughs) is more important. Guys, that is gonna do it for me. Thank you very much. And give it up to your host tonight.
2: Sarah Schaefer Matt Engelbretson Mark Marin, and Michelle Bouteau 2 Queens is produced by Joanna Salataroff
1: Jen Poyant Paula Schumann Rachel Neal Phoebe Robinson and Jessica Williams Our team includes Joe Plord, Matt Boynton Ed Haber Isaac Jones and Shanoa Estrada Our
2: theme music was composed by Jeff Brodsky Hey, friendships. Why don't you subscribe to our podcast? You know, wherever you listen to it, you can click the subscribe button and you can get our stuff all the time. And also, rate us five stars. I know I'm asking a lot, but it's the last time I'll ever ask you for anything. I swear. Bye, y'all.
1: Justin Timberlake was my number one and Britney Spears I liked a lot. So the fact that they were together was a massive deal. And you're going to come out on the red carpet in a matching blue (laughs) denim dress outfit and and a Canadian tuxedo?